Before we start, SP Travel wants to acknowledge the traditional owners on all the lands which we visit and recognise their living culture and continuous connection to country. G'day road trippers and welcome to another episode of Are We There Yet? podcast with me, Keith. And me, Sarah. We're travelling around Australia in our van. When we get to places, we have so much fun. But in between, like right now, we are bored. I mean, seriously, are we there yet? You know what? We could play to pass the time. Ew, are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? I certainly am. It's time to play the Are We There Yet? Quiz Show Extravaganza. The game show brought to you by the Boredom Busters SB Travel, designed to fast forward the boring bits between here and amazing. The rules are simple. We spin the giant wheel of awesomeness to decide the game category. The wheel has lots of strange and fun games to play. Then we'll read out your question. And you guys... Hey, I'm talking to you. You guys in the vehicle. Yeah, I know, Keith. Our friends might be listening to us at home. Or in the classroom. Or while driving a golf cart. Hey, that's a good idea. You could listen to us between playing a few holes. What do you mean? You know, answer some trivia while you're chipping out of the sand trap. Oh, no, 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 no. You misunderstand me. Our friends may be driving the golf cart, but they're not playing golf. They're using it to defend against an army of emus who are trying to steal everyone's lunches. Once upon a time, I might have asked why. But now I've spent far too long around you because that makes a little bit of sense why you might think that. Well, Australia's already lost one war against emus and our friends in the golf cart are the only things standing between us and no lunches. Those emus are wily. Well, I wish them luck. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you can play along with us. We will give everyone 10 seconds thinking music after each question. And then we will... Steal your lunches. No. Tell you the answers. Yeah, no. Players can be super prepared by downloading our quiz sheet from spytravel.com.au. You can also chisel your answers onto stone as well. So let's get ready to play. Now, before we spin the wheel, remember, it's one point per question that you get right. That's right. It's one point per right answer. Or two points for the first person to call out, That's my sandwich! When I beep our van's horn, which today sounds like this. So... The van getting in on golf cart defending against emu action? Yeah, apparently so. But that wasn't an emu noise either. Well, these emus are not your ordinary emus. Now, kids, remember, you need to keep score for us in this game show because, well, we're not in the car with you. That's right, Keith. We are not in the car at all. We're not in your house either. I'm not organising your bookshelf into alphabetical order. 
so we're relying on you kids to bear eyes and ears out there. But that's enough of this chitter chatter. Let's spin the giant wheel of awesomeness. I wonder what the first set of questions is going to be for the folks out there. Could it be on pets? Or will it be on books? Or maybe on biotribology? What? And our first category is baby animals. Yay! But there's going to be no gross ones like baby flies again, right? Question one. What is a baby spider called? Huh. You know what? No. I know the wheel has asked that asking, that's a gross animal to gross Sarah out. But no, spiders are awesome. Nice try, wheel. Cue the music. So we don't often get to talk about baby spiders, but hands up if you knew that a baby spider was called a spiderling. You can't see our listeners, Sarah. You have no idea whether their hands are up or not. I'm just making people feel included, Keith. Question number two. What is a baby duck called? A baby duck is called a duckling. Question three. What is a baby goose called? Baby goose is called a gosling. Sarah, is the wheel trying to teach us that the term ling is a mushed up word meaning little or baby? No, the wheel's just trying to trick us. Originally, the term ling just meant that the whole word had something to do with the first part of the word. So, for example, duckling means something to do with ducks. The term earthling used to mean somebody working on earth like a ploughman. Question number four. What will an antling grow up to be? Oh, come on. An antling is the term for a baby ant. I've actually never seen a baby ant. Have you ever seen a baby ant? I have not. That's a good point. Although maybe they hatch out at the same size. Like maybe the egg, like maybe the little antling is the same size as an adult when it hatches out of the egg. They're all white. When they come out of the egg, they're really? into these little white, like miniature ant. Well, well that's like, probably why we couldn't see them because they're all white. Well, they're white, but they don't move either. They're just there. An antling? Yeah, they're just like white. They can't see little mandibles in a podcast. These are my mandibles. Last question in our baby animal round. Wait, before that, how does the word gosling work then? If an ant is an antling, shouldn't it be a gooseling? Uh, it actually already is. So gos is the old Norse word for goose. So gosling, thing to do with a goose. Huh. Okay, last question. What is a baby elephant called? A 
baby elephant is called an elephantling. No, I'm kidding. A baby elephant is called a calf. Although a baby salamander is actually called a salamanderling. A salamanderling? Yeah, <laughs> salamanderling. 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 Kind of cute. It is cute. It kind of sounds like you're stuttering, though. The wheel is being really mischievous today. Well, I'm surprised it didn't ask about baby emus. But as always, I need no excuse. <laughs> That's, That's my, my sandwich. sandwich. Two bonus points. And it's time for a new round. And the next category is... Habitats. So remember, a habitat is an animal's home. Question one. Wolves like to sleep in small caves or crevices. What do we call that home? A wolf sleeps in a den. Question two. Now, this one's a multiple choice question. What kind of habitat does a gorilla live in? A, in a jungle. B, in grasslands. C, in the Arctic. Or D, in the desert. Gorillas live in jungles in a very small part of Africa. Question three. Does a frog live in a freshwater or a saltwater habitat? Frogs live in freshwater habitat. Their eggs cannot survive in saltwater. So they will stick to the rivers and the lakes that they're used to. Now, the script here says only adults who grew up in the 90s will get that reference, but I'm not sure that they will from that singing. Question four. A beaver builds its own habitat using logs. What do we call the structure that they build? A beaver builds a dam. I'd really love to see a beaver. I've been all over North America and I've spent hours looking for beavers with no lucks. I've not seen a raccoon either, which makes me really sad. You know what? I have seen a lot of emus though. My mandwich! First of all, if everyone yelled at my mandwich, that is not the two points. It needs to be that's my sandwich. Thank you, Keith. So that was a sneaky little bonus two points, just not for me. Question five. Now this one's another multiple choice question. Which of these habitats holds the highest number of different species? A, rainforests, B, deserts, C, grasslands, or D, rivers? <laughs> answer is A. Rainforests hold the highest number of different species of plants and animals. 
It's one of the reasons why it's super important to look after these habitats in particular. Keith, some of our friends are using a chisel and stone to keep track of their scores. Let's give them a moment to catch up while we have a quick chat to the adults. That's a great idea. Adults, this podcast is brought to you by Espy Travel, a digital experience for kids like no other. Have you ever taken your kids on a family holiday and had to spend the whole time reinterpreting interpretive science? Or spend a lot of your time Googling the questions that your kids have about the place? Or just wanted to give your kids a taste of travelling while sitting in the comfort of your own home? Well, Espy. It's Espy, Keith. It means to discover. Yeah, but Espy sounds more scrumptious. However you say it. Espy Travel is a boredom-busting digital platform that is designed specifically for Australian destinations. Head into the Great Barrier Reef? Espy will sneakily educate your kids about this gorgeous habitat through fun, interactive activities that will turn them from passengers into active, excited and connected participants in your family holiday. As Espy grows, new destinations will be released, so your family trip will soon go from Are we there yet? to I can't wait to get there. Due to be released sometime in 2022, you should head to Espy Travel. That's espytravel.com.au for more information. Or check out our Facebook page. And with that, our next category is... Art. Ooh, fun. Question one. In Italy, there is a famous chapel called the Sistine Chapel. On the ceiling of this church is a huge painting that was first painted in 1512. Which famous artist painted that ceiling? Michelangelo painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. That is one bodaciously talented turtle. That's my sandwich! Those bonus points were given out for the sole purpose of stopping Keith in his Ninja Turtle tracks. Cowabunga. Question two. What type of art involves shaping wet clay into different shapes to make vases, bowls, cups, and then put into a very, very hot oven? I didn't know you said vases. I say vase. That is, I've just learnt a new thing about you, Keith. Would you say castle or castle? I was about to say that I'm still trying to get used to you saying castle. It's castle. I say castle. Who says castle then? I'm not sure. Do you say potato or potato? Don't be silly. (laughs) Tomato, tomato? Shaping wet clay into shapes and then putting it into ovens is called pottery. But what if you're not making a pot? What if you're, like, making a plate or something? For your sandwich! That's That's my sandwich! sandwich. Oi, keep your hands off my horn, Keith. Snuck that one in. Question three. What are crayons... (laughs) (laughs) what are crayons usually made out of okay do you say crayons or crayons (laughs) (laughs) 
Crayons are usually made out of some type of wax with colour added, of course. Please don't use candles, though, to draw on the walls. I mean, you could, but you shouldn't. But you could, but don't. This one kind of confuses me. Like, what else could you make crayons out of? Well, that was the whole point of the question. The whole question is to get you thinking about what your crayons are made out of. Hmm. I was thinking about if you could make a crayon out of sandwiches, but I don't think that would work. Question four. Some of the oldest pieces of art we have found are paintings of hands and animals and people in caves. What kind of material are these paintings painted on? The oldest paintings we have found were painted on rock. There's a two metre high kangaroo painted inside a cave in Western Australia that is over 17,000 years old, which is just incredible. Question five. What are the three primary colours? The three primary colours are red, yellow and blue. Hey Keith, how many colours do you think are on the Wheel of Awesomeness? I have no idea. Millions, surely. And the next category is... Who said that? Ooh, this category is a Nana category. What's a Nana category? Do you mean Nana? It was sent in by one of our Nana listeners, Julie. (gasps) That must be one great Nana. Does she like sandwiches? Because there's an emu trying to grab hers. That's my sandwich! Ooh, I missed that one. Two points for Sarah at the start of this nana round. Did you guys get it? What I'm going to do here is read out something someone has said. You need to tell me who said that quote. Well, I hope it's something that other people have actually heard before. It'd be pretty tricky to guess if it was something that something just mumbled under their breath. Or it was just said by like your brother as he was brushing his teeth in the morning. So let's find out. Quote number one. We're lean, we're mean, and we're green. Ooh, another 90s throwback. The wheel is being really cheeky today. The quote, we're lean, we're mean, and we're green, was said by Michelangelo. That is a really weird thing from an Italian artist in the 1500s to say. No, the Ninja Turtle. Quote number two. You're a wizard, Harry. That quote was Hagrid from Harry Potter. Quote number three. I taught I taught a putty tad. another blast from the past. Do kids even watch Looney Tunes anymore? That was a quote by Tweety Bird. Hey Sarah, what kind of bird do you think Tweety Bird was? (coughs) That's That's my sandwich! Two points. And it's safe to say that Tweety Bird was not an emu. Quote number four. Unless someone like you cares a whole lot, 
Nothing is going to get better. It's not. That quote is from one of the greatest books ever and was said by the Lorax, which is also the name of said book. And for our last quote, 10,000 years can give you such a crick in the neck. That was the incomparable and vastly talented Robin Williams as the genie in Aladdin. Of course, we'd also just accept the genie as the answer. What a great Nana round. Thanks, Nana Julie. Sarah, do we have time for one more round? Let me just check the map. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And our next category is weather. Hey, do you know what I'm going to do? Ride a T-Rex into the sunset. Oh, yeah. But no. Well, yes, but no. After I read out each answer, I'm going to give you a strange but true weather fact. Just for funsies. Cool. Let's get started then. Question number one. What do you call the dangerous weather phenomenon that forms on land where wind spins incredibly fast in a really small area? Describing a tornado. Ready for a freaky weather fact? Let's do it. Some tornadoes have been faster than Formula One racing cars. Is that in a straight line or around in a circle? I'm not sure. Oh, well, I'll, it's safe to say that you do not want to race a tornado on a racing track or in any other situation. Question number two. What happens first? Thunder or lightning? Lightning occurs first. Lightning creates the thunder. And get this, lightning can get five times hotter than the surface of the sun. Whoa, that's super spicy. Question number three. What do you call a person who studies the weather? Ooh, can I give a hint, please? Sure, I'm not your boss. So the word that we're looking for is a mushed up word that will end in the term ologist, which means to study. A meteorologist is someone who studies the weather. Ologist means to study and meteor means the atmosphere, which is the lovely air blanket that covers the earth. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Mushed up word meanings make so much sense. You know, because weather is made up in the sky. Question number... Wait, wait, wait. I didn't give you my freaky fact. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? And it's super accurate. Get out. How? To get the temperature in Celsius, you know, the sensible way to measure temperature, you count the number of chirps in 25 seconds, 
divide that number by three, then add four. Or you could look at a thermometer. Well, cricket's much more fun though. Is there a different species of cricket that tells it in Fahrenheit? Well, I think I think it's just a different formula. Oh. What about Kelvin? <laughs> Question number four. Oh, that cheeky wheel again. What do we call the air blanket that wraps the earth and is the place where much of our weather is created? The air blanket that wraps the earth is called the atmosphere. Did you know that rain falls from the sky at a speed of between 11 and 30 kilometres an hour? I'm actually surprised at how slow that is. Yeah, me too, actually. And for our last question, cumulus, cirrus and nimbostratus are types of what? They are types of clouds. Now, here is my favourite weird weather fact. When raindrops are falling, they're usually in the shape of hamburgers. Keith, can we get a hamburger? Yes, we can, Sarah. Yes, we can. So let's put that cheeky wheel of awesomeness away for today and go and grab one. Cheeseburger? You know it. No onions, though, please. Of course. Thanks for joining us today and watch out for another episode of Are We There Yet? Quiz Show Extravaganza coming out soon. You know, we do say watch out for another episode when it's actually listen out because it's a podcast. True, but then you got to see it pop up, the little notification on your phone. That's true. They should subscribe and then it just arrives on their phone. Then you can of- hear it and see it. Hey, hey. This podcast is brought to you by the best boredom-busting platform of all, Espy Travel. Espy will build meaningful connections between kids and our wonderful Australian destinations, all in a fun, interactive way. Kids will learn how to recognise local birds and wildlife, learn the geographical and human history of the area, and find out all about what makes your holiday destination special. They'll even create their own scrapbook to show families and friends on the trip. Kids will jump out of the car and start pointing out the great features of where you're going. So the kids will become the tour guides. That's the plan. Espy will help your family have a more connected and engaged family holiday that your kids will remember and talk about for years to come. Parents will be live in 2022. Find out what destinations are first to be released at Espy Travel. That's espytravel.com.au. Also, follow us on Facebook to find out all about our platform and the podcast. Until next time. Are we there?